0: Friend, here is how you move from the fire to the spirit. It's through faith in Christ because Jesus received that baptism by fire. Jesus says, I have another baptism. It will be a baptism of God's judgment upon sin. The good news for us is that through this baptism of Christ, you can be set free from any baptism of fire.
1: This weekend on the Songtime broadcast, we are continuing our study in the Gospel of Luke, not just the Christmas story. We're going to be taking all the way to this this celebration of Easter as we look at each weekend a different story from the Gospel of Luke. This weekend, Kevin DeYoung will take us to the story of Jesus' baptism, but more importantly, the role that he will play in baptizing people with fire and with the Spirit. Stay tuned for that, but first, will be joined by a scholar of the Gospel of Luke, David Murray, will be on the broadcast today as the many voices come together for that one message. I'm your host Adam Miller, you're listening to Songtime Radio. Whenever I sit down to start planning where we're going to be going for the course of a new year, what we're going to be studying and what we're going to be teaching here on the broadcast, One of those decisions is always very easy. I always know we're gonna be studying one of the four Gospels. In fact, we studied them in sequence. We started this seven years ago with the Gospel of Matthew, and then we did Luke, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then two years ago, we did Matthew. Last year, we did Mark. So this year, we're gonna be studying the Gospel of Luke. We're not only looking at the Christmas story, which we saw the last couple of weekends, but we're also gonna be unpacking the rest of the Gospel of Luke, leading. Up to our study in Easter and even beyond, we're going to even go into the Gospel according to Acts as we see the combined story of Luke and Acts together. But to help understand all of these tools, I, I like to reach out to some various Bible teachers, get their books on the subject, and read through them to sort of get a framework of what we're going to be studying. And it's always great when I find somebody with a trusted voice, somebody I I know and I've appreciated in the past and learned from and benefited from, and to we're joined by Dr. David Murray. He wrote a book called Luke, Stories of Mission and Mercy. It's a part of his story changer book. It's a devotional, but it's also a podcast, a lot of great resources there. Uh, David, tell us a little bit about the Gospel of Luke and what makes it unique and why you decided to write on that book as a start of this whole devotional series.
2: Obviously there's there's a lot of overlap in the Gospels. So there's there's material in Luke, which is in other Gospels. But there's also additional material that are not that's not in the other gospels. And Luke has his own prism through which he reads the gospel events and presents them. And therefore, when we read Luke, we're asking ourselves. Number one, what did he pick to put in? Number two, how did he present it differently to the other um, evangelists? What does he repeat in terms of theme? What comes up again and again? And I'm sure there's a lot of different opinions on this, but as I tried to look at it, I, I did feel these two words kept coming out at me mission and mercy. Mission and mercy. And we're not saying that every single passage in the book of Luke is either mission or mercy, but if you try and take the overall perspective of it and look at the book through that, then you begin to see mission and mercy everywhere. And and it's not two agendas; they're, they're connected. So Luke really focuses on the the mercy acts of Christ, uh, the healings, the miracles but it's always in connection with the mission of the word and so one prepares the way for the other one backs up the other and really calls us to go on mission which includes not just the words of mission but the compassion and the mercy and the love of christ as we as we do so so obviously as a physician it makes sense he was a somebody with a great heart for mission, but a great heart for suffering people, and therefore really presents Christ as that answer.
1: I think a lot of times we look at the story of Jesus, and we're familiar with these stories, but we see them as isolated events. We don't Mm -hmm. make the connection that you're making where you're putting them all together into telling a much grander story and connecting mm-hmm. all of these dots. I think that's actually very helpful and a lot harder to do in a devotional because devotionals are kind of bent towards just seeing a story at per day and then moving on to the next one. Right. But you're weaving a story in this book.
2: Yeah, trying to. I think there there's power in the individual stories, obviously, but God did give us the book of Luke, not just the stories of Luke. And I think we have to believe that the Holy Spirit inspired him using his own talents, his own background, his own experience, his own knowledge, but very intentionally directed him to give us uh, an angle on the person and work of Christ that was different to the other three Gospels. There's no there's no duplication, although there's similar stories and even similar incidents. Again, just trying to look at them, what, what is the the angle that Luke is presenting them with? And I think again, when you begin to go consecutively through scripture as a preacher or a teacher, the cumulative effect is is incredibly powerful. As as you see, layer upon layer, line upon line, story upon story, all heading towards the same direction. It's like people say to us, you know, when we preach in the Old Testament and show the fulfilment in the New Man, I never knew the Bible was so beautiful. And similarly, when we when we see the the theme throughout a whole book in that more meta narrative, big story way, we. Like, we just love our Bibles all the more and see the beauty of how God put them together.
1: We've been talking with David Murray. His book is called Luke, Stories of Mission and Mercy. It's part of his Story Changer devotional series, but it's also a podcast. So a lot of ways that you can get this resource. If you'd like to find out more information, please give us a call. It's 508-362-7070. I hope... This resource, which has been a huge benefit to me, will also be a benefit to you as we, over the next several weekends, continue to unpack the Gospel of Luke together. Get some more resources and find out some more great helps to understanding how all of this ties together by heading over to our website at songtime.com. Well, today we're looking at the story of Jesus and his baptism is in Luke chapter 3. It's a story that is covered in all four of the Gospels. It is crucial and central to the story and the ministry of Jesus. In fact, where Mark and John don't even include the Christmas story, they do include the baptism of Jesus. There's a lot of overlap, there's a lot of, of of story that is similar to across all four Gospels, but there's also very unique perspectives. And I think Luke has a very unique perspective, more on that later. But now we're gonna to turn to Kevin DeYoung, who has an excellent message centering on Luke chapter 3, verse 16, and this prophecy of John the Baptist about Jesus and his role and his scope of ministry, where he will baptize people with spirit and with fire. Here is Kevin DeYoung with a closer look at Luke chapter 3.
0: As the people were in expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Christ, John, that is John the Baptist, Answered them all saying, I baptize you with water, but he who is mightier than I is coming, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Okay, what does this mean? He will baptize you with spirit and fire. What does it mean to be baptized with the spirit? And perhaps even more curiously, what does it mean that Jesus will baptize with fire? So let's take both of those. First, what does it mean to be baptized with the Holy Spirit? Every Christian in this room, every Christian hearing this message, if you have truly been born again, you have been baptized with by the Holy Spirit. Christ has baptized you with his Spirit. It's something that every Christian has experienced because every Christian has been joined to Christ through the indwelling of the Spirit. Baptism with the Spirit, in other words, is nothing less than our union with Christ. The second image is perhaps harder to understand. He will baptize you with fire. And when you're trying to figure out A difficult verse. It's always best to start with the context. So look at the next verse, 17, because John is going to continue with this fire imagery. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. So how does fire function in verse 17? Well, fire there is a metaphor for judgment. Baptism with the spirit means being joined to Christ and baptism with fire means being judged by Christ. I baptize with water, but Christ is coming and he has not just a sign of something. The water that John used like this water has no special Supernatural properties. But the Christ who is coming, he's going to do a supernatural work to join you or to judge you. So, why does this matter? It means that the ministry and message of Jesus divides people into two camps. Jesus comes, as it were, with two baptisms. And you could say, in a way, everyone will be baptized. By Christ, The question is, which baptism you receive? Will Christ baptize you with the Spirit? Or will Christ baptize you with fire? Gathering you like chaff in the barn to be burned. Spirit or fire? We all get one and only one. And remember here, this fiery imagery to communicate judgment and division... This comes, first of all, from Sodom and Gomorrah. Jesus will make that connection in Luke chapter 17. I want you to listen to what Jesus says in Luke chapter 12, lest you think that I'm overstating the case about this fire and judgment. Here's what Jesus says in Luke 12, 49 through 53. Jesus says, I came to cast fire on the earth and would that it were already kindled I have a baptism to be baptized with. And how great is my distress until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to give peace on earth? Right there he's saying, I, uh, yes, right? And the angels sing that. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. Well, Yes, that is true in one sense. That the coming of Christ was the announcement of peace. proclaimed to the world how you can be right with God. The Bible's a big book. The Bible's a complicated book. And so there is a sense in which the coming of Christ was ultimately that message of peace. But now Jesus is going to say, you're going to misunderstand what sort of Messiah I am. If you think that I just came so just everyone can just have nice candy canes and stocking stuffers and enjoy the holidays and that's all. Just warm fuzzies. Just feel good all the time. Just everybody a blanket of goodness. No. Because... He came to bring peace to those who would believe in him, but to those who would not, it would be fire. Do you think that I have come to give peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. For from now on in one house, there will be five divided, three against two, two against three. They will be divided, father against son, son against father, mother against daughter, daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. That's a hard word from Jesus. Praise God that often the gospel does bring us together. Many here have that heritage of faithfulness from generations in your family. And yet many here know all too well and will experience this sort of division. Father against son, mother against daughter, in-law against in-law. Because one has bowed the knee to Christ and the other says, you're such a fool. I want nothing to do with your Jesus. Don't think that that's strange. Jesus said this is exactly what will happen because Jesus and the cross has always been a stumbling block no matter what sort of world you live in. All of humanity across human history will receive a baptism from Christ, a baptism of the Spirit with blessing and benefits or a baptism of faith God's righteous judgment upon sinners. Jesus' ministry and his message divides people into two camps. Jesus underwent another baptism after he was baptized by John. I just read it in verse 50. Jesus says, I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how great is my distress until it is accomplished. Jesus knows what is coming for him. Friend, here is how you move from the fire to the Spirit. It's through faith in Christ. Because Jesus received, for the sake of sinners, that baptism by fire. Jesus says, I have another baptism. It will be a baptism of God's judgment upon sin. The good news for us is that through this baptism of Christ... You can be set free from any baptism of fire. The Father and the Son stand ready to pour out upon you the baptism of the Spirit, if you will but come. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for this good news, the work of your Spirit. And so we pray, Spirit, that you would come and minister this word to us now and through this week. You would bless us. You would convict us. You would join us to Christ. You have set us free from the fear of death and the snare of the devil and give us hope, everlasting, eternal hope in Christ alone. In his name we pray. Amen.
1: As I mentioned before, all four of the Gospels tell us a story about the baptism of Jesus. They're all dealing with the same material, and yet they all present different details, all consistent with each other, but different all the same. And Luke's Gospel is no exception. In fact, he gives us the longest narrative to this whole story of Jesus' baptism. As as John the Baptist and his role in ministry was to proclaim people to repent and find forgiveness, he is not providing salvation in his role in his ministry, but he is pointing to the one who is providing uh, salvation. He's going to be pointing to Jesus. But he's questioned about this, and every time he's questioned, he always says, it's not me, it's the one who's coming after me, it's the one whose un- sandals I'm un- uh, unworthy to even untie. But then, then John is asked, what are the fruits that are keeping with repentance? What are the things, what are the actions that we ought to do that are reflective that we are truly repentant? And here we have an answer here in the Gospel of Luke, and it's not in any of the other three Gospels. But in Luke chapter 3, starting in verse 10, it says, And the crowds asked him, What then shall we do? And he answered them, Whoever has two tunics is to share with him who has none, and whoever has food is to do likewise. But there were also tax collectors, it says, that came to be baptized and said to him, Teacher, what shall we do? And he said to them, Collect no more than you are authorized to do. So soldiers also asked him, and he, he said, uh, do not extort money from anyone by threats or by false accusations, and be content with your wages. What is unique about these stories is they're pretty normal. They're pretty basic but they are a reflection of a heart that has been changed, a heart that has been transformed by this message of forgiveness. What he's saying is that our lives are changed after we repent. After we find forgiveness, we will find a life that is transformed. Now, This is all foreshadowing in the Gospel of Luke. Luke gives us this detail of John the Baptist and his teaching because he wants us to see the role and the scope of ministry that Jesus will have. We're going to find out a story about an actual tax collector who came and repented and was saved by Jesus, Zacchaeus. We'll see stories of centurions, soldiers that were foreigners that came to accept the work and the ministry of Jesus and we'll see those who are truly showing repentance as they are responding out of love and kindness, giving what what belongs to God over hoarding what the Pharisees will be doing and treasuring the kingdoms of this world. I hope that you'll stay with us over the course of the next several weekends as we continue to unpack the Gospel of Luke. And if we've been able to bless you, I hope that you will be a blessing in return. You can write to us at Songtime Radio, P.O. Box 100, Barnstable, Massachusetts, 02630, or you can give us a call. It's 508-362-7070. You can also head over to our website at songtime.com or look us up on social media. On behalf of everyone here at Songtime, we want to thank you for listening. From Cape Cod, I'm Adam Miller with our theme verse, Luke 9, 23 and 24. And he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. And whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it.